I can imagine having kids with different preferences makes food like even more complicated. I didn't even consider that because already with two people trying to have common food, it's like you gotta like, like sometimes I'd be wanting pork chops, and this girl will not eat pork. And we're not really the eat separate suppers because it's like, yo, it's kind of expensive to make two separate suppers, you know? Like, you got to be economic with that shit. I'm not balling. That is not the place in life I am at. Um, but yeah, I guess we're good to get started then. Um, I might keep some of that as the intro to this. Yo, the TikTok promoting this got more hearts than any TikTok I've got on, like, no views. I fucking love the UK's passion. Maybe we'll just start covering more UK shit. Because, like, fuck it. <laughs> UK is hot yes. right now. Yo, I literally, yo, okay. Because, like, I'm looking I at what American shit's coming out next week. And I ended up on Nate Husser because, whatever, it's a short project. But, like, I'm like, yo, this is, like, right. I don't know. I don't know anybody anymore. Yo... So I was like, I looked at my roommate and I was like, yo, I need more UK rap in my life because I've been on this whole like techno EDM type of trip for a minute. Boop, and boop, then boop, Diggity boop. drops an album. And then I was on the phone uh, with breakfast cereal the night before. And I was like, I wish we could just review this. Like, I'm going to play it anyway because like I like Diggity. And then you're like, yeah. So we're going to do Diggity. And I was so excited. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, mm. yeah. Just That's cool. My, my preference. I mean, I just, you know, music's in a weird place. Like I find because like all the American pop shit is not connecting over to my soul the way it used to. <laughs> like I feel like. America's kind of losing its threshold as the cool as the rest of the world be picking up its steam. Like, yo, you find out something's like from some country you weren't expecting. You're like, that shit's lit. I don't even know what they're saying. Like, we're in that phase of life, and it's pretty fucking dope. Anyway, let's get started like proper, proper. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Classic Quest Podcast. This is the show where we talk about albums like Diggity's Naughty by Nature. I don't know if it's pronounced differently. I know there's an O. But I'm just going to run with my Canadian, not American accent, naughty by nature. Um, dig a D, not, that's, that's it. That's what we're talking about. This is the Classic Quest podcast. We'd be coming from uh, through the hip-hop albums, track by track, talking about each song on a project. Like th- My name's Holden Stefan Roy, and I was up till 3 in the morning last night because I was, <laughs> I'm an old man and went to a rap show. And so if I'm a little... I'm a little tired doing it. We we still grinding. It's, it's the world we in. So just letting y'all know up front where we at. But yeah, I'm holding Stefan Roy and him, the other guy. I'm Chris Crow. I was also up late, but I I'm energized. This no, bro, he like he like left a good hour and change before I left. He like yeah, he like tapped out early. <laughs> I was like, I want to yeah. ride it through to see the people at the end, but. I don't know if it's like that in your city, but thing says nine thirty, and then it starts at eleven, and then with the tech issues, and then the next thing you know, it's like twelve something, and half the people haven't performed, and you're like, "Damn, I gotta go home." <laughs> anyway, y'all are here for Naughty by Nature by Diggy D, the review that we're talking about. So we like to start off our reviews contextualizing our familiarity with the artist coming into it because you person watching a review of this length are probably a fan of diggity and you may be wondering why somebody like me is talking about it fair i i totally understand i googled (laughs) what albums were coming out and this was the most appealing looking thing of albums that came out that's the whole 
I didn't know who Diggity was, but I bumped the one track. I said, this is lit. And then I said, let's do the review. Have I listened to it? Of course I've listened to it before we're talking about it now. We are live on Twitch. So if you want to bump the music with us in the future, Sundays, 12 p.m. EST, twitch.tv slash behind that suit. But still, so we did the review, but I had no knowledge of Diggity prior to two days ago. What about you, Chris? I went down the UK rabbit hole like year, like a couple years ago, even when we started doing some reviews uh, with like back when we did gigs, I was also listening to some music and then, you know, Spotify and its beautiful playlists. Um, you end up just kind of bumping all the tracks and I just stumbled upon Diggity and everybody else. And I just love his vibe, dude. I love his energy. I love like the way he plays with lyrics, the way he just is super hard. He just, he like gave me that spark and was like grind music and like get out there and do some shit and like go, go, go. Um, and then like, just, just, I got, and then like this, the whole trap started happening and like, well, I guess it was already happening. And I just kind of got sucked into that. He dropped his uh, 2021 project, Made in the Pyrex. And then I bumped that, which I have a couple of songs off that project as well that I like. And I just genuinely try to keep up when I when I when when it drops. I try to listen to it. <clears throat> so I'm really biased. I'm just going to say it now. I'm really biased to to this because I, I he's in my rotation. Like I, I when I talk about songs that I go to, I go to Diggity's tracks and mm. like even on his daily duppies, even on the next up. I actually, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I found him on next up part one. That's how I found him. It was in a playlist. It was on some whatever UK drill playlist. And then next up part one came up and Diggity's verse. He like, man, I wish I could like remember the line, but he said something. And I was just like so hype when he fucking said that. And I, that was it. That was it. So I'm I'm like uber biased to this. And I also want to let everybody know, like. You ha you're, you're either going to like it or you're not going to like it. And that's like that's that's really what it is, because Diggity really just kind of does the Diggity thing. And it's fucking Bro, hype, at least amazing. to me. I feel like that's that was my favorite commentary. You're gonna like it or you're not gonna like it. And that's facts yeah. about it. What about the cover yeah. and the title? How do you feel about that? So the cover is is cool. It's got like the evolution of Diggity growing up and stuff. Um when I saw the title, I was like, This is definitely in brand with what he does. I like the the node to Nadia by Nature, the hip hop group, so that's cool. <clears throat> he's got that laced in with uh shows some kind of like inspiration of where he might have gotten inspired by music from. But I also felt like, like, like I said, it's on brand. It is from what I've heard from him. This is like a title that he would tell that he would use. Uh, but I also felt that there was going to be a little bit more uh, personal, more than just the glorified uh, experiences that he's had um, a lot. Uh, so that I, like, I felt like this is a little bit more of a personal album, but that's, that's just me. Mm. Like when I saw that title and shit. I thought, because again, I don't know who Diggity is before this moment. Um, I looked at the, the title and my first thought was this dude has some backing because he got text on his cover. And you can't just have text on your cover like that. Like that's not allowed. It's like a hard thing to do. You have to be like mad 
connected to get text on your cover. I know you guys might not have expected me to go there, but when he put the fucking doctrine of evolution, we have learned that animal forms may be arranged to begin with the simple uh, one-celled, etc. I was like, oh, say word. That's like cool because if I did that, Distro Kid would fucking block me. Um, and I love this cover. I don't normally love covers to the extent that I love this cover. Let me just open this up in a new tab so we can get the fucking cover to zoom in here for a quick... No, I fucked up. Oh, we did it. Look at that. So he starts off as a little baby with a crown on his head, which is amazing. Like you a young king and shit. Then he's got a toy gun. Then he's still got something in his hand that looked like a gun. Then it moves into like drugs and shit. Then it's like a, it's like an evolution. And then it ends up in a microphone. And it feels like just this the, is just that. And the way it's got the figures and shit on it. It's like this is the case admissions and evidence of the various phases of his mm -hmm. life story. And like considering i don't know shit all about dude i feel like he just told me his life story on his fucking album cover in a way where oh it does kind of look like a basquiat that's a good call breakfast cereals um it, it just like was one of the most impressive album covers i think i've actually seen in a really really long time like you guys if you watch my shit you know i don't give a fuck about covers uh, here I am gushing on a cover. Plus the color palette, the beige, just kind of background with like emphasizing him in the middle. The way that the Naughty by Nature is scratched out, like it was really giving this shout out to Naughty by Nature with the proper. But nah, we not like that. We we fuck up the grammar. We do it our way over here. And that's a big thing to me because like I fuck up the grammar. And there's like an excellence to fucking up grammar that people who love grammar don't understand because they probably don't know how to fuck up the grammar. Respect to people that do understand that game. Um, so I love this cover. This is one of my favorite covers that I've seen in like years, to be honest with you. Uh, the title's also dope because it tells me I'm going to figure out why he's naughty. And it's probably because of his nature. I mean, what else? It's pretty fucking explanatory. <laughs> plus the grammar bit. Yeah, that's I did want a tangent quick. Um, rollout was sick too. Now that I'm looking at it, the kid with the toy little ray gun was actually one of I'm pretty sure one of the singles that uh, he he went, like he cropped into that photo and put it out on one of his singles. And now I'm like remember seeing that. Oh, and then I think I saw another one as like before the project came out. So that was that's cool. Actually, we're um, gonna see parts of his like, promo. I, for those of us that are live, just in the way he does his music videos, because the playlist I have mm. is just has his music videos in it, so we're gonna watch those. Mm. But like, fair enough. He really like did a lot. Like it made me realize how little effort sometimes we put into it on this side of the pond. And again, to mm. the UK folks, we Canada, we not Yankees. All right, let's run it. Intro NBN. Chris, what do you think about the intro NBN? I don't know I what thought, MBN means, by the way. I don't naughty know by I'm nature. Oh, shit. Naughty by nature. Silly me. Okay. <laughs> um, when we talk about songs bringing you into a different world and letting and, and, and getting you out of where you're from, this really does it. I like the piano rift. I like the, I like the sound it's using. I like his tone on this. And I just... It's it's kind of different from the high energy music, the high energy uh, music that I get from him. It's more pensive, more like really trying to let you know, like this is my life. Um, we get an insight from where, and I, I honestly, I'm not gonna talk about a lot of the lyrics because I don't know shit from shit without just like quoting it. But they're there and they're they're very straightforward, which is what I like about Diggy D. There's it's not so like. Um, 
cryptic and fucking have to decipher everything. He's very blunt with what he says. Um, like just even the first verse, Lan- uh, Lanark Road in Edinburgh House uh, in a council flat, just me and my mom went went school in. And I like, this is what, and I've said this before, I like how they blur out certain shit. They just don't care, whatever. They'll just blur out certain words, blur out certain people's names. And I feel like it adds some sort of like mystery to what they're saying and to their stories. And it just also like, you know, cause I, I just don't want to touch on that. Cause that kind of gives you the sense that if you're live at the show, that shit's not being blurred. And so if you want to know, yeah. you have to like yeah. go to the concert to see who the yeah. fuck they're calling out. And I was like, yep. that's the hottest shit I've seen from a marketing front. Oh my God. I geeked. I was like, cause you know, they guarantee you they're saying it, but they know they can't put it on wax for X, Y, Z reason. Oh my God. It was hot. But it, it's also like a trend in the music that happens. Like a lot of a lot of the UK guys do this. It, it's it's super it, to me. It's super cool. Uh, we find you know he lets us know that he he kind of was doing some nefarious things growing up, stealing bikes, breaking padlocks, uh, selling weed at school. That's when shit changed. Uh, but it also kind of lets me know that like these were like just as in like american hip-hop these are things that they had to do to make money to have to get by survive and and kind of get through some of the grittiness that happens in their areas which i really really appreciate from diggity the way he flows the way he switches up with the flow at one point that was super dope i i just i really liked it um as an intro as an intro i gave it a 4.1 i thought it was pretty solid the song the album's called naughty by nature the cover tells you this shit gonna be a history lesson of man's life. And then he proceeds to really bring it back to like, well, back in the day, it was me and my mom's. My dad wasn't around, you know, this happened. But like to the degree of I used to sneak girls through the back at my nan's house, like really like the level of context of what you get brought into it. It's like when you're playing a video game and they design a level and they put the little extra to like make the posters and shit make sense in the world. You know, it's like those little extra details that just kind of like make the whole story feel personal. Like unless you snuck girls in the back at your nans, you know, like why would you write that shit? And it's like so much of this is so specific to like him. Like who the fuck else could have written this song? Like you could have written some shit that's like some of like. I did it at my dad's. That's not girls into my dad's house. But that's not your nan's name. house. You know what I mean? I like, know, I know, I know. And then like the specific place I went to school and then this particular avenues. And it's like, you know, a lot of times people want that authenticity per se. But like the bars that come out are authentically well written, not necessarily authentically historical or authentically personal or something to that degree. In fact, I feel like a lot of artists in the underground especially struggle with personalness. Bro, this is the most personal shit I ever heard is a first song. Like, you know, you you enter the album and it's like, bro, let me bring you back. And I'm going to just give you my childhood and explain where the fuck this all starts. And it's not like written in a glorification kind of way. But by the end of the verse, people be getting shanked and shit. And you're looking at this like, this is why I bought a gun. That's how it kind of fucking ends on. And that's when I copped a gauge. Like, this, I'm like, that's like pretty like context setting it's almost like a fucking movie and it's like this intro part to it and the way he raps it is flow so erratic and it's so well delivered and everything's so clean and the beat's pretty like 
calm but you still kind of want to turn up to it but it's not you're not turning up yet it's just a little bop you're like it's like the stretch to warm up before you're gonna actually move you know i just also want to say this is this is what he does like even on uh a song trust issues if i'm not mistaken it's like this real like he really explains why he's got like trust issues within his family within his people within himself Mm. and shit and a lot of like as much as you get the the grimy gangster hard-hitting drill shit and you're bopping to it whatever there's like honest real hard lyrics in what he's saying and that's like that's what i really love about diggity is that it's like it doesn't sound um fake it doesn't sound over dramatized it it's like this is real this is really what i've been through this is really me and not, and i've always just like fucked with it bro it's 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 mm. yeah and arguably, yeah. y'all UK people might not know it, but Montreal loves y'all. Really loves y'all. Um, anyway, I gave this track a 4.5. It's a really, really strong start. Uh, and it's a cool way to open the album from like that perception. Also, I did not listen to any of the extended edition shit from a review context. So we just stop in at the end of the album proper. But with that, let's go and talk about Alter Ego. All right, yeah. Oh my God, Chris, what do you think of this song? Do you do you feel it's Yo, too dutty? This is this is this is the energy that I enjoy from Diggity. This is the music. This is like this is like you got thirty minute lunch. You're doing work. You got you need a break. You go do something. I mean, I work from home, so I'll just go do the dishes. And I'm doing dishes to this flat out. I'm just like having a blast, like releasing from the real world. It's amazing. What's cool, though, is that he's talking about the alter ego that I don't know if it's him or like one of his homies. I think it's him. Uh, But I like how he's breaking down this like savage alter ego, explaining that there's more sides to him than what we usually get, which I thought was really cool. The way he just flows with, oi, shoddy Shane, how you get that name? Just call double tap. You ain't got no aim. And I'm like, oh, I love that. I love that. The the double tap is like, for me, a game reference when you double tap somebody and stuff from like Call of Duty and shit. Obviously, it's when you shoot twice on somebody. That's what a, a double tap is um, to make sure they're like actually dead. But yeah, yo, it's just, it's so fucking dope. I just, I love it. Shotgun Shane, man, man's name for a reason. Creep and side by side, got gone greet him. I just, oh, everything is just so great. I love his flow. I love everything about it. I lo- okay, yo. I slapped it at, I slapped it at those parts where they're like, they're like speaking and then it, it, it like fucking drops. Those are the hypest parts. You're just like, yo, lean back with a break and everything. Oh, it's, it's dope. It's dope. Um, a lot of lyrically, a lot of what we're going to get in terms of a lot of the hype song is a bunch of like drug gun bars run up on the ops type shit. So I'm not really going to pull a lot of the lyrics, but everything what? he says to me, I mean, a lot, a lot of it is. A lot of it is sort of. I mean, on this song, sort of, I would go with the sort of in response to what you said of a lot of this is just no, like, no, there's other tracks on the album that are different, but there's like, it's a lot of like, I'm like, this is my life, gun bars, and like, I'm a killer and type shit. Like, that's just, that's a lot of what he, what he does. But either way, it's still super hype. And the, the chorus, the chorus for me just has like an extra bop to it, the way that the beat changes and has more of like a bass to it, a more like hype to it a little bit, which is dope. And he flows it well. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I just I really enjoyed this. This was a four point five for me. Mm. This song was brilliant for me because you know what happens? You're somebody like me, and you come across a motherfucking album like this, and uh, they drop all these alter egos, and you're like, what? I don't know anything about anything. Or like they'll come and be like, you already know what it is. No, sir, I don't know what it is. It's like that kind of shit. And I feel like Digga D clearly pays attention to life or something. Because he just, first track is like his past and his second track is literally an explanation of who the fuck his alter egos are. And he like contextualizes himself. And he's like, okay, shoddy Shane, let me tell you how I got that name. This is this side of myself. So when you see me doing some shoddy Shane shit, expect it to be this kind of shit. We do, you know, and then he moves into, you know, diggity daps, you know, and explains all these different egos of, or not egos, but like alter egos of like how he presents himself. Like literally he has a conversation between daps and diggity in the second verse. And it's so interesting how it's like, his voice literally changes when he flips from being Daps to Digga D in the second verse. And that shit was like, whoa, that's really cool. That you're like literally just presenting to us in this track all the manifestations of your artistry as it like appears now and giving us a sense of the different styles so that like we can see a bit of the range, but also like it's like adding a little codex so that if like some he just says Daps out of nowhere, you're like who the fuck is Daps? Not now you know. You he explained it. He he took the time to like introduce you to it. Plus it's a bop. And it really is like the flow is kind of airing over the beat. The way he raps is like at like a superior level, in my opinion. Or or maybe I'm just not familiar with the UK flows like that. And so the novelty of it is fucking me up. But like it's just so different than what I'm accustomed to listening to, but still is delivered at such a level. And another thing is you, like Chris was talking about the lean back shit. You can almost picture this being done for the live show. Like, nah, they might just censor the shit at the live show on purpose just to give that effect, that drama shit. Like, I don't know, man. It, it's like you can see that a lot of thought went into making these songs slap in the way that they do to make people move beyond just having bars. But then when you dig in and it's like, yo, this is like context. So yeah, it's a bit of running up on op shit, but it's more like presenting the characters in the story before we move on was what I took from this track. And I thought it was so cool. Um, I don't know that I understand the slang enough to know if there's some triples or crazy fucking entendres happening here because it is what it is. But the way he constructs the erratic nature of his flow, and the best word for it is erratic. It, it's just all over the place, but in a way that finesses into the beat perfectly. It's just top tier. It's really cool. Uh, this is a 4.75 on 5. I really like this track, and I wish more people made songs like this where they literally just explain their alter egos blatantly on albums where they introduce themselves like this. This is a cool product. This is a probably... Like, one of the best I've never heard of you, but I have to listen to you and, like, discover you. Not have to in a negative sense, but, like, to discover you. Like, this is the best discoverability project I've heard in a minute. Like, damn, I feel like I know exactly who Digga D is as I go through this shit. Anyway. I'm very happy about that. I'm very happy about that. Let's load up on the next song. <laughs> All right, Chris, what do you think about this song? Yo, this one, again, is another hype track to me. Um... What I took from this song is this is Diggity explaining how he does like missions in a sense when people are like talking shit, talking shit about him. 
uh, kind of maybe questioning what, like what he really does and what he's really about. Um, and I, and I just, I love it. I love the high energy. It's exactly what I'm expecting from, from Diggity. The darkness in the beat is, is super cool. I like how like, it doesn't sound the same as the last one. It doesn't sound like everything kind of mashes together. Everything has a distinct different tone to it, a distinct type of like feel to it. So that's also really cool. I like how he's just like on the chorus, load up, pump out the Matic, make Copper Shot jump out of his jacket, the way he kind of just chops that up really quick and then kind of slows down and then brings it back. That was super dope with the flow. Um, I don't, I, I didn't know what that meant. I, I, I'm pretty sure like pump out the Matic is like odd is, take out the automatic i thought make copper shot was like he's aiming at cops because because copper but then i'm thinking maybe it's like the the copper shot is the bullet that jumps out of his jacket which would be like the ops or the people he's shooting at and making the bullet go through and i just think it's dope like just the the, the way they say things and the way like they use like the disc like just the, the to describe the scenarios are just really really cool to me um, I absolutely think we fetishize UK fucking slang because it's just so different. Like, I absolutely believe we do that shit. <clears throat> um, I like how he commands the respect in the first line and the first line's the first verse where he's like, I can say this, but you can't say that. Um, suck your mom and don't think about saying it back. Say it back if you're bad and see how man react. And I like how he just commands that authority. And he's like, yo, I do what I want. I am the real boss. If you want to run your mouth, because that's insulting. Like, you don't say that. That's like a really offensive thing over there. And like, that's just cool. Like, that's just fucking cool. And it's like, I wouldn't, like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's the, I'm, I'm used to all this. So this is like what I expect from him. Um, yeah, no, this whole fucking song is an absolute bop. I like how in the in the second verse, uh, he explains, like, sometimes this shit isn't planned, right? Yo, not planned, but I got to jump out and wing it and spin it and ching it and fill it up and fling it. And it's just like, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And that also that also shows you, like, he's really on site. He's really about that, like, on site life. And he's not going to, like, back down and and do, you know, some, like, bullshit. So, yeah. No, it's fucking dope. I really like this. This is a 4.5 on 5 for me. Yeah, I appreciate the song a lot. Um, I don't understand a lot of the slang, like, in terms of, like, for me, I wasn't so caught up on the copper part. I'm like, what the fuck is a Grand Power K105? I mean, maybe the genius thing. Oh, it's a gun. Like, I'd never heard that <laughs> in my life. Maybe there's some shit that they talk about in America, but I never heard somebody say Grand Power K105 before in my life, you know? And then it's, like, interesting the way the insults come. Like, they can suck their mum. I'm like, fuck? Never heard that before. So it's interesting to listen to. But, like, I was too caught up on the flow. Um, I was so into how he raps and how he, like, delivers bars and how the ad libs are just such perfect complimentary shit and i really think it's interesting how he like be coming through with the shit like oh you think i'm famous i won't bust my gun you think he's cutting off at the probation officers like this this grandiosity of like don't test me just because my life has changed don't forget where i came from you heard the last two tracks right none of that shit was fake bro so here we are now and i'm famous 
And as much as I don't want it to be a certain way, it comes out like that. I don't like commenting too much on the gang shit because like, the fuck do I know about it? And I know that, and you know. But as far as that goes, the rapping side, bro, the way he came in with that part you quoted, the winging and spinning and chinging and filling and flinging and drilling. And like, it's just like, oh, say word. That's hype. Like the way that you can use the word it, change the first word and just flip it like that so flawlessly and actually deliver your message is pretty fucking dope and he ran that for like several bars of like ridiculously well delivered before just dropping an entirely new flow a few lines later that shit keeps me really interested and makes it because like like it's just so dynamic and alive and I like that part a lot, and I, I could just see this being an amazing song. I would be jumping around the fucking concert hall, sweating all over the place, probably looking like a goofball, and I kind of dig that appreciation of that um, context. I don't even know if this is good or bad for the genre, so I can't tell you if I fully get it, but it is as hard as Chris made it sound. I feel like he is on site, as Chris said, but like yo it's hard it was believable i will give it to that like it feels extremely believable so without knowing him i would i would have a lot more like i don't want to offend you ness in my face if i ever met mans to his face right like i would be like "Mm, y'all are like really doing this stuff but like i don't mean it like that i mean like it's so believable that like for a quick second it would be like the first thing i thought because like i don't you know like it's just what it is but, like, at the same time, I feel like he's such a reasonable person in the way he presents it. Like, it's not like I'm a hooligan. It's I come from this environment. I don't know why y'all are fucking with me. And I love that, like, energy because it feels like there's a high level of maturity to him just trying to, like, express himself as opposed to, like, sell you on some lifestyle you're supposed to, like, jump on for clout. It's, like, the opposite of that. Like, it's, like, saying don't do that in a sense. Maybe I'm misreading it, but, yeah. Anyway, also uh, something I've I and I wanted to just bring up this line just to kind of emphasize what I guess we're talking about. It's like the line, keep running your mouth. You're bright. I'll take out my knife and dim it. And I like the whole bright dim line, like that whole mm. like parallel. But he really enjoys knives. Like it's not the, it's, it's not the first time. Bro, it's because the, the fucking guns are like, super hard to get in the UK. It's not like it is. There's no right to I, arms and shit. I know, but I also think that that line also kind of shows like, yo, you keep running your mouth. That's not a smart move. And he's trying to be like, like he's trying to give that warning. And he's also like, yo, I still will step up and do what I got to do. I was just using that line because I mm. thought it was cool to emphasize what we were saying. That was it. That not was fair it. enough, but... Yeah, it's also a wild thought about how guns are just different in the UK because it's like an island mm. and shit. Anyway, I get this track another 4.5. It's really solid. It's really like an enjoyable experience. Uh, the next one is Stuck in the Mud. Also, the beats are good, by the way. I haven't like mentioned the beats a lot, but they're really fucking vibey and I, they're good and enjoyable and they would make me dance. So Stuck in the Mud is the next one. Uh, How would you feel about the song? I mean, it's a cool song. I I like the fact that the beat comes in with this whole different style that you haven't heard. And I think versatility on a project is really important because, like, it just kind of keeps everything alive. So I really like that the whole tone comes in different. Um, On the hook, he just kind of has this, like, boldness to the way he delivers everything. I never heard the word cred before today. Um, So it was cool to listen to it. But my favorite part is when he just kind of cuts the flow to, like, accent that shit with uh it's not a playground thing and the way he just dropped that and just felt like 
it broke the flow but complemented the song perfectly in such a cool way and it's mixed different and it just feels like the entire part of the line's an ad lib but like it just adds power but when he goes but now he's stuck in it i just really enjoyed it i really love that part of the chorus like the first time i was like damn and then it hit like the, uh, as the song played out and i really thought it was a great way to add to it then um I don't really know what it's about. I get the sense he's just on his come up. Um, I understand that Penny Up's a show, which I've never watched. I don't know what it means. So I feel like I'm missing the main joke of this song that like made it make sense. Otherwise, I just get that he's doing his thing, that his delivery is dope. He's going to be like on site with it. Uh, I don't have a lot more commentary to add on his content, but I like the fact that his flow came at like a more calmer, steady delivery. Like... Like, almost like it's not as turn-up energy. It's more like a cool, calm, collected boss feel to it. And I really enjoyed the vibe of that. So I'm going to give it another well, 4.35-ish. It was like I understood it less, so it was harder to get into it. Um, I really like this. Uh, I like how... It, it, I feel like the song kind of explains a little bit of a situation that Diggity went through in terms of having to deal with the court and, and kind of like how he got away with it a little bit, but also kind of explaining to people like, this is how real I am. Um, starting with the chorus, I like how he goes. Um, he made it out the mud. I'll still put him in the mud where it's like, I think he's talking to somebody who's made it out to struggle. They're now getting money and shit. And even though they're in that type of life and they may be protected or having, like, they're not in the hood no more. He's still saying like, yo, I'll put you back. I'll put you back what it is. Don't, don't like still don't fuck with me. I still live by this code. I still live by this life. Uh, so I felt like, I felt like being stuck in the mud with the title kind of has this like double entendre where he's going to stick people in the mud, but also he's still stuck in the mud kind of like mentality, that grittiness, that darkness. I thought that was kind of cool as well. Uh, like you said, the flow, the flow on the chorus is really solid. I did enjoy that. I like that. It's a little bit slower uh, and not super like erratic and really up tempo. So that's also really cool. Um, I like when he goes, I'll touch him with a 40 Chrome. I'll still bring the 40 home. It's like, you know, a lot of times you hear people ditching the gun, this, that, and the next thing. And he's just like, nah, I'm going to like stand by what I did. I'm still going to like, like, I'm really about this to the point where I'm not afraid of what the next step is and shit. Um, and then just like kind of explaining Piggy in the middle of the court said he brought his phone. I ain't saving ghost, ghost cell site said it was 60 seconds. And I feel like this here, he's like just explaining kind of what happened in the courtroom, kind of like how he defended and got out of it. Um, but then like, but then, like, uh, when he's explaining, like, you know, what do you guys reckon? They're just they're just talking pure shit. He tried to run. I stuck it in his back and told him, here, him, you're it, which is kind of funny because I picture him, like, shooting him as, like, stuck him in the back or maybe stabbed him and then, like, freeze tag type of shit. So that was kind of cool, too. And I just really enjoy, like, the way they just have, like, he has fun with the lyrics and, like, tying in all these different type of metaphors. So I thought it was dope. I thought it was really, really cool. I gave this one a uh, 4.2 on 5. All right. So let's move on to Pump 101. All right, Chris, what do you think about Pump Pump, pump 101? <clears throat> I like it. Um, so I like how he's, like, paying homage to the 50 Cent song. And he, like, is tying that in with his whole, like, culture and the way he kind of flows with it and everything. But I like how he's just, like... I really am influenced by these guys. I really do hip hop the way you guys kind of do it. 
just in my own kind of style, my own type of lane. But it's like, it's it's cool to see. I I, I really did enjoy that. Um, I like how they did the CCC CGM when they like kind of unit. That's funny. Um, I like when he's like, "Why for five guys? Me no, me none. Yeah, five guys." I was just like that. That's that's funny to me because I know a lot of people who make that joke about um about the the restaurant. But it's like I, I, feel I don't like understand him, the joke, bro. It means nothing to me. Five guys, like the 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 restaurant called Five Guys, and like these guys are so hard that they won't eat at a restaurant that's called Five Guys because they're not like essentially gay. Like it's like a homophobia thing. Oh. Yeah, like me you know, yeah, I'm five guys. I'm not gonna eat five guys. That's oh. the joke. You know, yeah, yeah, that's that's what he's saying. He's like, Why why five guys? Me you know, yeah, I'm five guys, but he'll he'll eat at Burger King. And that's what he actually kinda Burger King because me know me don't yeah, I'm five guys. So he'll go to Burger well, King. I never would have thought of that. One time. <laughs> that's 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 what it means. Um no, I do, I do like the verse. Um, I, I, I just like how he kind of sounds like 50 a little bit in this verse, the way he flows, the way he pops in. And he does the he does the song Justice, which was cool. Um, and he, and he kind of just does the diggity thing. I like how he puts the girl on an NDA if they're going to fuck because, you know. Well, that, all that happening. shit was hard. All that shit was hard. Super boss. Super boss. Like, really boss. Bro. Say word. But like, do they have those? Can thing, you though, just right? get girls to sign an NDA? Is that like a well, thing? I would assume I would assume Emerald cut diamonds. No, but I'm, I'm Tyrex. What living. I'm saying is, can it's you like, do that? Like you... now, like in this, can you just like do that? Like in general, like could that, like imagine that becomes part of like hookup culture. Like people be making each other sign NDAs in the future. <laughs> yo, that would like change some shit. Like, yo, people could cheat and not get in trouble. Okay. We're done. We're done. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> like yo, like you legally can't say shit unless you want to take this. To, and then there's like, I mean, oh I'm pretty God, sure man. that's why celebrities make girls and guys and shit. Because yo, girls be getting guys to sign this shit too. Don't even get me wrong. I'm like pretty sure that's why all of this exists, bro. Is because they got like girls and they don't want them to know. <laughs> Fair. Um, what did stand out to me though was verse two still bricking his verse, his flow, his speed was so crazy. But I felt like there was more of like storytelling here. Pesky told me, wake up to reality, can't lie. I was sitting there mad at him. Just imagine 44's got these pussies packing. And I feel like he's he's kind of really telling you guys, like, yo, there's real shit happening, and we gotta like stop being blind. We gotta stop, we gotta focus on what's really going on. Uh, I know it's embarrassing trying to get shit across the border. Hella youths all talking, taking mad orders. And it's like, and it's like really showing you this is, we're really getting packs from across seas. We're really like moving big weight. We're really doing big boy moves. And we got to be careful on how we move proper. Look, I wear a clock in that life's getting shorter bars. I could, I could wig a man in front of his daughter. Now I want to state this. I like how they use wig because, you know, wig is like, fake hair and they're like aiming at your wig so they're gonna take your top off but i like the fact how wig is fake so they're like implying that you're fake while they're saying they're gonna shoot you in the head i just think that's cool i've always thought that was cool when they use that that's just how i interpret it it's dope the rest Can of we it just comment really- for a second that the whole wig shit in uk official culture is so weird I'm not moving on. That for me, it's weird. The whole wig thing. I don't understand it. It might have some cultural relevance, but like to see a bunch of people wearing wigs sometimes is wild. Fair enough. 
yeah, no, I, I really thought this was a bop. I put this at a 4.5 on 5. I like that it's short. It just does what it does. Boom, it is. Like, was it a flex to try to look as old as possible to have the whitest hair you could possibly have? Like, is that the move? Like, bro, I got to look 65? Like, was that what... Anyway... Well, on. I mean, could it just be that like different wigs had different hairstyles? No, nah, like, bro, because they all have these white do? wigs. They're all this white hair. It's like like I'm trying to look like an old man, and then they take. Sometimes you'd be looking at people, and then they take their wig off, and they're like, bro, you look young, young, and without the wig on. Anyway, um, so like I really, really love Diggy D's verse. I don't know what to say, man. He's spitting really hard facts. It is, in fact, easier. Yeah, it is for lawyers and shit in the UK. Right. It's like that's that's where I see in the wigs because I think it's still active that like lawyers and I think Australia, too, has something like that. But I could be wrong. Um, but it's like, yeah, they do that shit. And it's so bizarre to me. Anyway, it's easier to fuck these women with four chains swinging. And I was like looking at his chains and I'm like, yeah, that does make it look like it's a lot easier to fuck these women. Like that makes sense to me. Three rings blinging and two straps gripping. I'm like, again, going does make sense all of everything he just said there is it's like it's like he's a bad boy but it's not even that it's just like getting past the pretense of shit like people be acting mm. like their swag is not nah, bro he's just like listen it's just easier that's why i'm doing this like get the fuck out of here i'm not fucking around with you this is what my life is but i'm gonna advertise it because it'll get my dick sucked easier and i'm like that's blunt and to the point and i really respect it and he's like if you want this life this is what it is and the way he delivers it in that blunt kind of airy way down to that nda line but like also like yeah but what you get with this is the mayfair hotel and this high living so if you want this this is what it is and i really like the energy on it and then still breaking with hard he just kind of came through and did his thing and I enjoyed it. It didn't slap the same way to me because I was fascinated by the bluntness on his way of approaching women and shit. Like, I'm not even trying to, like, impress you with romance. That, like, caught me off guard and I felt like it was super hard. Um, Still Brickens' verse was delivered, though, with some serious excellence and I really enjoyed listening to it. As far as the, the chorus goes, it feels like they're selling a lifestyle in this one. They're coming through like we are doing this shit. Uh, if you want to be part of the wave, this is what it is. And I really felt like it it felt like a single it felt fun it felt like a cool energy the beats great just kind of got a groove to it um i'm gonna give it a 4.5 i really like this song it's cool i would listen again i would listen to most of this project again though i really feel like if any of this shit came out on random i'd probably play it at this point um on that note let's hold it down so i like i like it because it's like nodding to 50 cent um he does it really well it's like like just the way he kind of matches the flow and he matches just the tone of it and everything it really does it, it, he didn't fuck it up like you, you like somebody could have made this and then done really bad to it and changed it or like diggity could have done this and it's really fucking well and just the theme of it is the same the, the jail the the, the everything the only problem is, is it wasn't my most liked song growing up. And I didn't really like the beat overall when I was growing up either. So, like, if I'm not mistaken, that's 21 questions, right? Like, that yeah, was bro. never really, like, Girl, my... would you love me if I yeah, was down? Like, would you love yeah. me if I was out? And how would you still yeah. got love for me? 
Yeah, and 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 I this this is kind of how I felt the same way when that song came out. Um, I do like it better just because it's diggity in my opinion. Like I like what he says. I like how he flows. But it's it's a nice little like I love you and I fucked up and you know just please don't leave. I'm gonna come out and we'll continue doing what we do and and be fucking royalty together. So it's dope. I left it with a four and five. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Now, I don't know if I really like 21 Questions. I just know it's nostalgia. I'm in high school. I, yo, I'm in grade nine when fucking Get Rich or Die Trying drops. I like that whole era was just like my inception into music and shit. So I have a lot of nostalgia connections to like when all that run was happening in life. So this was really cool. But beyond the 50 Cent part, look at that first verse. He's, like, telling this whole ass story about how the cops was raiding it through. But thankfully, his girl, you know, dealt with the situation and got rid of the drugs. But unfortunately, the money's still there. So they're going to get him on money laundering, which is thankfully a lesser charge. But holy shit, it's actually attempted murder because there was a Glock. And I'm like, that's really fucking great storytelling like there's a whole vibe and it's so cool and then it ties into like the chorus where it's like basically 21 questions but like his version of it like if i went to jail took that l would you tell your girls that you still have love for i can't even help it it's too it's two memories and shit and then just kind of describing the fear and the questions of what it is to be like locked up and wondering if your girl going to be on OnlyFans, which is probably like a legitimate concern now. Like what happens if she can't pay the fills? Is she going to sell that shit? Like, yo, and I think it's a cool take on it, like a modern version of 21 questions that feels really true to him and just also still manages to represent it in a cool story-esque way where you really feel like you're inside the mind of this person in a jail cell, but you're more invested in it because you got this whole backstory on why they went to jail and shit. And I really liked it a lot. Um, As far as like a homage to that song goes, I didn't know it could exist like that, but this is pretty, really well done. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5. I can kind of get where you're coming from on the beat. Like, it's super weird because, like, it's hard to not hear 50 Cent's version. But I still think it's brilliant in how he managed to make it so distinctly cool. Um, So, yeah, that's all I got to say about that one. Let's move on to What You Reckon. Messed up, Aaron. All right. What do you think about What You Reckon, Chris? Yo, this whole song is a fucking vibe. It's a whole bop. It's so fire. Um, So fuck my career for a second. This is the chorus. Fuck my career for a second. 18, I was on seven. 17, six in the West. It went to, this is just typical diggity to me, but it's fire as fuck. Like, this is just like, I'm not like talking rich shit. I'm on my grimy drill shit. I'm savage. This is what we're getting. And that's, that's basically like the whole type of song fucking his first verse just like bleeps out the first name the first person stretched like yoga boom got stretched like yola makes the cocaine with the ammonia and it just kind of showing you just more into what he does and what he's about his life but like there's a sense of happiness when he's explaining this like he's like really happy to be saying this shit and proud of what he does which like i think is kind of cool i think he's just like really living his like his truth and living by what he does. And I thought it was dope. 
Top 10 with the skang, I'll blast him. Top five with a knife, I'll carve him. That's hard. That's hard. That just sounds hard when he like, I, oh my God, I really love this. I really love this. This is super fire. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's solid. Like it's, it, to, to me, this is like a lot of gunplay, a lot of knife play, a lot of just, I'm going to fuck you up. Like I'm savage mode. I'm like out wilding with the boys and we're just getting in and we're just like doing what we do and what we know. It's like kind of like instinct, which was dope. Yo, be love. Yo, that was not a voice I was expecting. First off, like I was kind of getting into a lot of like the U, the UK, like the, the, the accent and shit. Nope, nope. Comes in with this unique voice. This flow was super hot. I was like, this is really dope. What he repping, bro? Be stepping. He might sneak on the spot with his weapon. We are not I'm gonna drop him any side. Like it was just super erratic, super dope. I really, really enjoyed it. This, this is a fucking banger, 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 banger. Super slap. I gave this a 4.8 on 5. This is like, who? Oh, oh. I know y'all understood that because that's the level of descriptions we at now is noises and sounds. And you know what's wild is I'll bet that you communicated more with that sound than you might have with words. I digress. My fucking favorite bar possibly that I've heard. It's pretty up there in like dope bars to me. If your cunt ain't wet. I won't trouble it. I knew it. Yo, gal, open it. your mouth. Let me come in it. I'm just like, yeah, that's actually pretty fucking hard. Like, oh, I'm like at a point in life where it's like, oh, you, you're not horny. I don't give a fuck. You want to be here? Let's do it. Like, I was just like, okay, a game. That's like a level of blatant. This is what it is. Situations where I feel like dudes act like they got swagger pretense, but it's like, nah, B, this is, this is transactional understand and i'm like i kind of like it when people get more honest with their shit i agree with you with b love's voice wasn't expecting it all that shit sounded like a hard lifestyle again like turn up shit though but like fun this song was funner than the last one i find like it was like or maybe not the last one but this one was just like a fun vibe where I picture the live show dancing around to it going up. Yeah, the individual no, right. the lines <laughs> are like cool. Like but they're like all about a bunch of shit I don't fully, you know, like it's just hard bars. Like what am I supposed to say? Um I don't know really understand what on seven means. I guess that's a road maybe. Seventeen, six on the west. Like none of this is really like clear to me. But the way he says all of it is very entertainingly enjoyable. And I would just be fucking turning the fuck up live. So in regards to the way they rap, the energy delivered, the way this beat comes through. Also, somebody made a fucking joke on our Jackbox game about the Aaron beat tag. And I didn't know what the fuck that meant. And then I saw this and I understood a joke from last week. That's fucking wild. So apparently you done messed up. Aaron is a well-known beat tag. A-A-Ron. A-Ron. Okay. It's A-A-Ron. I don't know. You have to do the A. I don't know, bro. I'm reading it in my fucking words. I don't know that shit, bro. What is it? Peel and whoever, whatever the other, the yeah, those guys, those like two black comic Keenan Peel. They have a skit and it's called A A Ron, and he's like a fucking student. He's like a teacher, and then the guy's name's like, and he tries to keep saying his name, and he's like A A Ron. I didn't know any of that shit. I'm not cultured. We will go. We will do it after this the episode. I don't know if we will. I don't know if we will. Key and Peel, shut up breakfast cereals for like exactly. holding it Thank down. you, thank you, Either breakfast way, cereal. I'm left with the sense that they know how to turn up and have fun. And I love the fact that like you can be hard 
but still dance. That's like an interesting mm-hmm. twist on shit. Because to be honest, that feels more like the origins of hip hop than being hard and standing still with a mean mug. Anyway, that's just my two cents. Chris Chrome danced on stage. Um, uh, next track, oh, no, I gave it like a 4.5. It's a great energy, but I don't really understand it. So sometimes, okay, like it's hard for me to be like these bars are better than other bars. I don't know about that. But I do know the delivery is top tier. So 4.5 on 5. And uh, the next track is called Main Road. And I'm going to play the promo bit because like the promo bit's kind of lit. Assume, Chris, you enjoyed this song. Well, yes, this is this is fire. This is super cool. I really enjoyed it. I like how he's just establishing that he's on all roads. He's on the side road, high road, back road, main road. He's everywhere. He's getting his money. He's doing what he's got to do. And I just, I really enjoy it. I like how in the chorus, he's also like, but estates is the best place. So you have to have like property in your shit. No cameras, chef that up and bus case. So he's like giving you some like boss moves. Like, yo, you're going to be doing this life. You're going to be living like this. You need a legitimate spot. You need somewhere where you're not going to get caught. You're not going to have like any issues and you'll be able to do what you got to do. And then where do we sell it? On a side road, on a high road, on a back road, on a main road. And I just, I love the way he flows with it. It's really, really dope. Um, I like the, the whole song essentially is just kind of like how he is on road and he's just out there doing his thing and it's kind of like an exp- uh, like an experience of how he just kind of moves um but i like how he addresses in the first verse the feds had me living in fear the reason i ain't ching something in over a year ching means to from what i understand when somebody gets ching they get clipped they get shot uh gets hit or whatever uh but what i did take from this line was that it's like if you if the feds have you living in fear with everything you're saying, everything you're doing, you must be at a certain part now of like your career, your life where you're actually like big, like you're you're not just like some low time drug dealer, like you're actually out here moving big weight, big shit. And that's like maybe like obviously it's a bad thing because you don't want to get caught. But at the same time, I'm like, that's kind of a flex if you look at it of how like big of like drug lordish type you are type of kingpin type shit so i thought that was cool the rest of the verse really is just it's it's him just kind of going through and if there's beef he's got he's gonna take care of it if there's any issues you know things are gonna get handled so i thought it was dope i like the vibe to it i like the flow i like the energy brought to it and i just like the way you can bop to it that's really what got me there um i like how in the second verse, he's kind of explaining to you like about the old days, how he was still like he was selling bear weed. He was making money off of these. He was doing what he had to do. I like how he says, I just shot four O's from the whip and blagged it. I said it's a TT making a reference to the Audi. That was funny. And I like how you get that imagery of like it's not an Audi. He's just like doing a drive by and he's putting bullets in your car. And then he calls it an Audi as like a joke, kind of having like that weird, like not weird, but like dark comedy to it. So that was also cool to me. Uh, but no, this this slaps like this. This flows really well. This is a fucking bop. I really do enjoy it. And yeah, no, this is another f- uh, four point eight on five to me. Like this, this is fucking banging. Yeah, I feel like this song is like the hit. Like you know when you hear a project and there's like that one hit that's like bigger than all the other hits as far as hits go. This has like mm. that hook. Like the first time you hear that hook, you can sing that hook. Like this, like when he brings it back, you're already going side road, you know, like it's got this whole vibe to it. 
the the verses are hard the energy is is pretty ridiculous the way that the beat slaps too you just can't even stay still you got to move to it <clears throat> he comes through with the kind of like context to his life too like imagine like his career has gone on a bit so the way you described it i see it like he's explaining where he's at with things in life you know just kind of describing the the change of pace I guess in this level of fame, but can I just point out one thing in the music video when he said, took a train from Paddington grub had bear, he's got this whole like bag thing. Right. And there's a little bear in it. And I was wondering if that's a Paddington bear reference, right? Like the, cause I mean, I know it might be like really big in the UK, like to us over here, it was like the shittiest cartoon show ever. And we watched it. Cause what the fuck else was there back in the day before you had choices, but like, I was like, is that a Paddington? But anyway, I know that might not be it, but like that would be really like just so innocuous, you know, just this little like reference with the bear and shit because they, they pull out a little bear out of the bag instead of drugs and shit, right? Like that's what they do to like trick the coppers in the bag and whatnot in the music video. Anyway, um, otherwise it's it's dope. I feel like the bars are hard. Like I don't fully get all the references because like, I don't get them at all but the delivery is ridiculous and the energy is ridiculous and like if dig a deke in a montreal i'd be like yo this this is probably a really good show <laughs> it's like i want to go see that show so i mean i'm left with this is probably like a five this is like a really big banger and it's it's like again like the energies delivery the the way the chorus just fits the way the beach just perfect on this like everything about the mixing just slaps like this is a single single i really like this song um anyway we can move on to uh secret all right chris what do you think about this song this is this is a wild song um this reminded me of like trust issues in a sense where because he does a lot of shit and he got he has like a lot of fucking dark energy around him he doesn't know if he can actually trust people the way i interpreted this track was like he's having a conversation with somebody and he's seeing if he can like let them know a secret now with this secret it's like if you tell anybody given all the things we've heard so far he'll probably just clip ah. you too but like so it's kind of one of those like if i tell you i have to kill you so keep your mouth shut you get to live type shit but yo let me tell you a secret that no one knows in oh never had no hoes put a condom on pay the one-on-one -on -one, found the cutest kitty got some blows Cool, that's the first secret. So, so if I no understand, worries. the secret is he paid for pussy. Am I wrong? Yes. Okay. So that's he, that's the first secret. Yes. He put on a condom. So shout out Diggy D for, for being honest about shit. Right, right. And then the second one, yo, let me tell you a secret that no one knows. It was us that turned my man to a ghost. And from what I understand with that lingo, him and his squad, somebody in the squad was 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 betraying, was a traitor. And then he was on the op side or something, or he leaked some shit and he got clipped and now he no longer with us. Rest in peace. So that's essentially the both secrets. And I do, now, I do follow, like the, can they keep it a secret though? Almost like you're like telling people secrets just to see who can be trusted and who going to leak it. And so it could even be that all these secrets are fake. So you're just telling people shit and making shit up just to test the waters on people. So, like, and just to kind of expand on it, right? Let me tell you, so first one, diggity, let me tell you a secret that no one knows when we slapped it at, uh, people are saying it's Frito. I don't know shit, but whatever. Anyway, this person, he um, was with this person 
and he backed his Sammy. Now the man are bros. And it's like, I, I don't, I don't know what like that particularly means. Yeah, I think we don't know anything word, about what's going on in this song, Chris. You no, don't, but like, <laughs> no, but literally, let me tell you a secret. When we slapped it, that means they shot at them. Okay, that, that, I, what, I what I'm trying to say is they, like, we, we shot at them. I know, but you don't know the nuances of who these people are and the specifics. You right. get that they're telling a secret right. and they're using and illustrating an example of this violence that, you know, <clears throat> you don't know yes, the drama that's, that's surrounding the it with the names the of the people. You don't know that stuff. <clears throat> You've only seen things on the internet is all I'm saying. Yes, I agree. But that's the premise of the whole song. And I think it's actually really cool the way he flows through it. Like he just gives us this nice storytelling about all these little secrets that he kind of does and he goes through and it, it, you're just kind of left with this. Like for me, I was left with like, yo, you definitely have trust issues because of all of these things that you've been through. And I can understand why you have to like ask people if they if you can tell them the secret kind of like questioning if they're, if they are aware, like self-aware of their own like loyalty or trustworthiness in a sense. And I thought that was dope. Um, that like again the rest of the the rest of the verses are basically just what we've been getting so um i put this at a 4.7 yeah i thought this song was pretty hard hitting like it comes in and as far as coming as far as like the concept of hard goes talking about taking out your own team and said shit like that's pretty hard like yo we're gonna tell you some secrets now but now it's not just you it's like the whole world is being tested in a sense like yo can you can you all keep your mouth shut and then can you all handle knowing this that's like a whole other side to it like nobody knows this but now you know this how are you gonna be how are you gonna behave and maneuver and all these other things and i was like that's really like this song like hit me like it really got in my head a little bit i had to really like think about it because Yo, he'd be talking about some shit. Then I realized, yo, you would possibly both make shit up slash comment on life in an indirect way, right? And then you watch gangster movies and shit, and they do make up stories to test loyalty. And I'm like, okay, that all makes sense now. As far as the specifics of, like, who did what's in the gang world, psh, I don't want to be trapped, Lord Ross. That's all I'm saying. But, like, the way you describe shit is so hard, so believable, so, like... You feel like you're in this movie. And the way they censor shit, it's like, I don't know, man. Every time they do that, it feels like you're in on some taboo experience, like some redacted CIA document. And I'm like, that is so underused in America. Um, all the features are pretty dope. I really like them. It's not like they're, they're like the second one. I caught a murder case. I'm waiting to beat. Like, damn, eh? Like, some shit's about to happen. It's a little secret. You don't even know about it. Like... That kind of shit is so blunt and blatant that if it's and you're not even sure if it's true or not, or if it's just like an allegorical, like let me tell you about the life and the situations, but you're left with that ambiguity, and that's what makes it so interesting. And then I really like how like Dodgy and Horrid one also fall like all three of them sounded great next to Dig uh, D. Like sometimes on the posse cuts, I'm not a hundred percent sure, like. Um, like, I'm going to like all the featured people, but I feel like all three of these folk just fit in so fucking perfectly with tonal shifts and energies were consistent. Um, and as Amino saying, it's possible that the censorship is not just aesthetic, but has a lot more to do with UK law, which is pretty fair, eh? I mean, there is really harsh UK censorship laws in place that, like, you could get in a lot of trouble for what you say on wax. 
fair enough. But it still creates this aesthetic that's fucking dope, actually. Um, shout out Zamina still for that comment. <clears throat> um, and I really like how in Horrid Ones first, though, we board up fuck Wanda Secret, you know, get on the cap and net, like, whatever. And it's like, he's not telling no secrets, etc. Like, don't do that. Like, it's almost like the summation of the whole song is stop fucking telling secrets. So it's like, in a sense, a juxtaposition. And as Chris pointed out, like a almost like a, a dark comedy to the way they present the information, which is dope. Because like the British comedy is kind of fire like that. It's pretty dark and ironic. So I, I kind of like that like element of it to it. It's just pretty cool. It's a 4.75. It like hits pretty heavy. And I think it, it like adds a level of interesting to the subject matter where they're approaching it in a different way than you would typically hear. So let's move on to G-Lock. Uh, so what do you think about G-Lock, Chris? It, it's just fire as fuck. I like... I like the contrast between Moneybag Yo and Diggity. They they were they match up together in such a great way. And I was just like, I like how you get both sides of, of I guess the pond in a sense to make that joke. Where like it's it's a really good it's a really good contrast. I I, I it, it's just you heard it. It's fucking great. Um, do you do you know what G Lock is? No, it's a Glock. It's the little word for Glock, and they just spelled it G-Lock, and rise the, rise the machine, the G-Lock, rise the machine, the Glock, to, like, shoot you and shit. So, yeah, there's that, and that's kind of, like, the premise of this song as well. It's more of just, like, that appreciation for the drill life and what they do and how they make mm. their money and how they're kind of going off. I like the line in the chorus, crash the car so fresh, had to skeet off. Now, when I first heard that line, I kind of felt like they just have so much money. They just crash cars and do what the fuck they want, whatever. But I think it's more like, nah, because they like, they, 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 you know, shot the car and stuff, that car crashed and they skied it off so that they don't get caught and shit, which is, which is also, you know, pretty cool. Um, I like when Diggity, at least the way I interpret it was like, let me know where that barbecue is. I'll aim at chest and barbecue ribs. The, he's using barbecue as like another, as a term for a gun and like maybe a shotgun to shoot him and shit like that. I thought that was cool. And there's like a lot of these little, like, they, like I've heard him do certain things like this before in, in his music. And it's like, oh shit. Like I never thought of using that type of, like I never thought of using barbecue to like express that I'm going to like kill you in that way. Like that's just, that was just, it was just cool to me um yeah i did i don't particularly have much to say about this song i like when he's like what's nine plus ten 21 where he's like all about the interest all about making more money and the profit in return that's dope um oh wait hit his heady heady one oh that's dope Oh, I just got that. <laughs> there's a uh, maybe I'm reaching, but there's a rapper called there's a UK rapper called Heady One, and I I put the the 21 and the Heady together, and it hold. I told him hold this one. Hey, oh oh oh, that's so dope. That's dope. I'm like geeking over some shit. Okay, either way, it's dope. It's cool. Like he does the diggity thing, and it's super fire, and I just love the bop to it, and it's and it and it's really nice. It's really really nice. Um, money bag, yo, just. Moneybag Yo is just fire. 
like super fire. And I know that like, I may have to backtrack on that two chains review with money bag. Yo. And I was like, mm, how I felt with that song, but this really impressed me just his flow on this and the way he just bounces around and he just like has like a great time and matches up. It was dope. I don't really have much to say about the lyrics, but it's cool. Either way, I gave this a 4.5 on five. Fair enough. He cracked me the fuck up. Chris is like, I love the way UK slang sounds different than American slang. Hey! And I'm like, fair enough. I totally appreciate that. Um, but that was that's the gist of what I get from your enjoyment and of a lot of the linguistics here. And I appreciate that. Um, otherwise, yeah, he's coming through and doing his shit. Uh, my favorite bar actually is the fact that like Moneybag yells like the girl from London suck my dick. Like that's so relevant and significant to him because he's American. And like I get the feeling that like Dig and D would be like, whatever. Okay, cool. I fucked a girl from London. No big yeah, deal. Yeah, but Diggity would be like, you know, American chick did right, this. I know, like, or, like, but that's why I thought it was like funny, right? Because like he couldn't help it. He's like, yo, I got from London. You could just feel it from money back, yo. Like he was just tripping. Because like, let's be real. Wouldn't you just be tripping if you? Like, I, I I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, flows ridiculous on this song too. I like the chorus. I like the part where they added like the gunshot sound to the fucking beat. So it's like. As like a percussion instrument to like add that layer in but it's not the whole chorus so it's like it layers it down in the second chorus so that you can like wait for it get hyped up and shit i thought the, that that choice was was really awesome i really like he 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 is like literally bars in this chorus and it's fucking dope like it, it's just the way it sounds is so like fun and airy but it's about like shooting you and shit and that's wild right like it's such a fun song with such of a juxtaposition of content matter and i think that's what makes drill as a genre so fucking interesting um i love the use of ad libs the fucking theatrics that get put into it um and i think money bag yo's verse is just really dope his flow perfectly rides over the beat i mean i don't think i need to say it again about digga d he's just fucking amazing with it he's done it precisely on every song but also we can just point out that it sounds different than the previous songs because there isn't like this stagnation feel it's like every song comes with a slightly different energy but consistent to the project to keep you invested we have long since left so much the past to feel like we're in the middle of raging on to what the present is like and just kind of exploring a bit of his current reality but when you add in the context of where he comes from and it's almost like this celebration to a lifestyle that got him to where he is today and i feel like money bag yo at his place in his career is in a very similar place and it's pretty fucking cool to like just feel that energy where like again you feel like they're having fun with life now but this is just where they come from and shit and it's it's such a cool mix of energies that they put onto it um so it's like a 4.5 on 5 to me the beats ridiculous i don't even want to say about it um i felt like this maybe because money bag yo was on it but i felt like this had more of like an american drill sound more than the uk like i i i a lot of the uk music i listen to have like like they still have the same type of drum patterns and shit like that but the sounds there is certain like differences and i felt like this was more just like american drill take out like the way diggity sounds and like all the accents and stuff it's like i felt like just the beat itself had that but it's still cool because he's also showing like yo i don't i can also do your type of shit too just the way that i do it mm. so i thought that I, that was dope because like just to go off that comment there yeah fair enough 
Um, the next track is Statement. All right, what do you think mm. about the Statement track? I, I think he 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 justifies his his statement. At like the, the to me, the entire track leads up to the fact that he says, "I'm as hard as Stormzy and Dave." What a statement to make! That's the whole like point of this track, at least to me, because Stormzy is fucking huge in the UK. And Bro, Stormzy was on a Lincoln Park song. Facts, and do you know we we've done the Dave review, but Dave also is like Dave is top tier, bro. Bang! So it's like I think the way he flows this song, and he just takes it on more of like a serious note, and and doesn't have a lot of like the theatrics and the energy to it. Like not not that there's no energy, but like no high high aggressive energy. It's more like listen to what the fuck I'm really saying. Understand that like. I am making this claim that I am one of the best like them there. And I think it's dope. Like, I, I just, I think it's super solid. Um, he does what he does and he flows nicely. I, I like, I like how he just is, is really like in his brain. He's already certified despite anything else. Like forget any, like forget what people think, or whatever in his brain, he's super certified to himself. And I, and I thought that was just, really powerful and 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 i like this this is like a five point uh not a five point five a four point five on five for me because it it's just i mean i don't really get a lot of what he's saying besides like the 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 gun bars and what he's done and like when he's like sold this and some of like the girl bars cool whatever but like the overall message of what he's saying is like i'm being really real to myself and i'm claiming that this is where i should be and this is who i want y'all to see me as because i am that good and i think he does a really fucking good job at it yeah i like this one i feel like it does two things on the album it kind of snaps out the middle part which seemed to be like the current situation i feel like the middle part of this project is almost like the what you would expect part the singles the hits the let's drill it out but then we're like snapping out and getting a little meta with it and it's like that for the next couple of tracks i think so we're like back a little bit into the story element um and he's kind of i feel like justifying his position but also being like why do i have to prove this shit to everyone in a sense like I want this to work so I don't end up going to jail or having some problems. Like, this music thing is proper. I am that good. I have all this shit going on. And then making the statement and putting himself into that tier, people might find it preposterous, etc. But, like, it's like this affirmation of who he is. And, like, he is building up to his, like, debut album next year. Like, technically, this is a mixtape, right? He's doing the Nipsey Hustle thing where you drop mixtapes until you're ready for your album when it's going to sell proper, etc. It's <clears throat> really like all a... Right. What? No, I may be wrong. I'm going to check first. I mean, I, I said it right there on the Genius page that he's working for his first studio album is 2023. Um, but, like, overall, I feel like it is this, like, cold analysis of his, his life. But, like, objectively, like, it's meant to be, like, conversational, calmly delivered lines. And then... And I ain't too good of a, and then he doesn't finish that. It just changes and the beat picks up and he gets a little more intense. Like I've been through all this shit. I made my mixtape. My life is transitioning. I'm getting free shit now. I can't afford to fuck up. Now nah, we in this place. You need to understand I am over here and y'all are going to see it. And when it happens, it happens. And if you don't believe it and you're going to tell me I'm too streets, you're going to tell me I ain't clean enough for y'all. Fuck you. And I think that's the interesting part. Like, wildly 
sometimes you might have everything, but people put this branding on you that they don't appreciate because maybe behind the scenes, you don't want to play the game exactly the same way or I don't know whatever politics exist in that situation. I'm not trying to be like assuming of that. But the way he said that reminds me a lot of how like people almost acted about 50 Cent and others with regards to being too street for their corporate situations and the way they branded him and attacked him from a media perspective. So I feel like it's an attack on the media and the the institutions that are not giving him the respect he deserves because they perceive him to be too street rather than acknowledging the quality of his music. And I think that's a super interesting way to like spin it. Uh, I thought this was a great song. It's like a 4.75. It really just adds this splice of different light into the project too. So its placement is ridiculously well done. Um, on that note, the next one's also really short because this was like under two minutes. But I think these two tracks back to back make a lot of sense. So let's talk about Addicted. It was, uh, I, I, I think it was uh, nice to see him do something different with like the sing songy, the, the more softer pianos, the more like just kind of softer tone to the song. Um, I like how he still throws in like this drilling shit and still kind of keeping it hard a little bit, which is cool. What I thought was interesting is how he's very self-aware about his addiction to like doing these nefarious things and doing like the drill acts and stuff. And like it it, it kind of like like it, it it's it's interesting to see how like there's there's so many conversations that could be taken from it. That's how I, I kind of looked at it. It's like are you addicted to this because this is just the life you've always lived and this is just kind of where you were forced into and like what you just had to do or are you just genuinely like no nah, i like doing this i like spinning blocks i like running roads i like to chopping up bricks and shit and i thought that that was just kind of really cool the way he presents it um you know i like how he's in the pre-chorus i try to tell them not to glide but then i would be a hypocrite where it's like he's still admitting that i'm still doing this i'm still out here trying to be like i guess a good role model but at the same time this is my real life and i can't lie about my real life um i like how in the first verse he's like every time i try and relax i see some verbal and i have to relapse and it's just like he he looks it's like people still talk about him he's still seeing things on the internet he's still hearing shit and for him that like gets him mad that sets him off and you know videos of me and bro were like three straps drills got our generation like some b cats and it just you get this sense of like there's always something happening that keeps bringing him back into this life and he just accepts it and he's kind of happy that it still just keeps happening and that's that's where i got from this song overall it's just like shit this really does like explain your i guess love for this type of life and how real and dedicated you are to doing the shit you talk about so i gave this one a 4.2 on five yeah i didn't take it like love <laughs> like i took it like sadness like it feels like because the last song is this statement where like i'm as good as the top tier guys in my 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 city right or like country or whatever i'm like we're here but the ends it with this like I'm two street situation. So then it's like following that up with this song. It's like this explanation. It's like, look, like you guys want me to behave in a more clean way, we'll say. And maybe tell the kids to behave and be like this role model. But like that's not what it is. This is really what it is. I'm kind of addicted to this lifestyle. And 
it almost feels like with the way he sings it melodically, like there's a sadness to it, like this melancholy tone, like this acknowledging that this is like a drug addiction, like other people are addicted to whatever, but in my case, this is what my addiction is. I kind of, and, and you hear it a lot in other types of people, like being trapped in the vibe or the lifestyle, or people will make lines like, you know, I try to get out, but I get pulled back in or whatever. And <clears throat> I kind of get it. Like people become creatures, a habit and shit, where it's what you know. And I guess when you are on the internet and people be talking, like we all get caught up on them Facebook threads here and there where you see some dumb shit and you just got to get into it. But in this case, it's like to a next level, right? Like the way that the entire drill culture manifested with insults and internet comments and music video disses and a lot of other shit where I kind of feel like he's explaining, like, this is what we know. This is the reality that we're in. And again i don't know if it's like a love so much as a need like he feels compelled to go do it and i don't know i thought it was deep like in that regard and it sounds so different than most of what we've heard it's just this sad song but has a beauty in it because it's like acknowledging the reality of this whole life style that in a sense him and his folks were raised on in the way that like other people would have been raised on hip hop or other genres of music. And especially when we're young and genres of music become such an influential part of our identity. It, it's just a cool commentary track. I find I have it a 4.5 on five. Um, next one's called attention. All right, Chris, what do you think about attention? Um, I like this. I like this song. I like how he's kind of expressing that people that he's now at a level where people are using his name to gain clout, to gain fans, to gain attention. And they may be speaking, you know, ill, like ill about him, bad about him. And what we kind of get is that it, 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 these used to be his people's. This used to be people he used to fuck with. This used to be friends that maybe he was rolling with whatever. And that, now that he's now elevating to a different level, it's weird to see these guys or people just kind of like switch up on him and, and start like bad mouthing him and acting up. And I, I like I just I like how he's kind of like questioning some of this shit, like in the first verse, fucked every girl that I wanted to fuck. Is that why you angry at me? Or are you angry because no one's dead in my gang? And it's like, are these are these reasons why you're upset with me? Like, is this because of me or is this because of what other things? Are you angry in it and out of the can? Are you angry in Rich Mills cost 200 grand? Like just kind of giving you these things that he may have or he may have benefit from in his life. And then just being like, is this why? Like, I don't understand why you're mad at me for what feels like essentially just being him and elevating in life and succeeding and like making money and growing to be this fucking great rapper and, and, and artist out there. So that's kind of what I took from this. It's just like, he's acknowledging people are talking shit. People are using his name to gain cloud. And he's kind of like, yo, that's fucked up. Like that's fucked up, especially that we used to be friends or we used to kind of like affiliate together. So I thought this was cool. I, I like it was a little bit slower. Nice little vibe to it. Nice little bop. It was good. Uh, where's my, paper i don't know where it is anymore i gave this one a 4.2 yeah i appreciated this track i feel like in a sense he's addicted to the situation in the last track and it continues the story to try to even explain it further he's like literally all these people are dying for attention 
I don't know who they are. I don't want to talk about the drama. Who's this and who and shit. It's like a whole scene I don't know anything I'm fucking about. But he blurred their names. Can't give them a mention. Fair enough. Chris apparently knows all about it. Fair enough. Um, but just the idea of you as a fan before the hate, I think that's so insane. And the thing that I find like remarkable about this shit is go find me a rapper that doesn't have this song once they're successful. It's baffling. Like pick a country, pick a fucking city pick a fucking lane the second somebody gets famous this song appears i don't know why i mean i do because people be what people be but it's so bizarre how to this day it's like you just know that the second you're going to become successful should you become successful that you're going to probably have to write this song too because it's going to happen to you because it happened to literally everybody and that's a baffling thing like imagine that like it's almost masochistic to want to pursue success at that level I digress. He still got all the cool shit, but it comes with this cost and this consequence and shit. So, like, I wonder, I wonder what life is like to be able to just disregard what people say about you one time. Like, if you can do that, that's the secret to success, I think. Um, otherwise, it's pretty powerful. It's like an addressing. Obviously, the song is just like addressing a bunch of public shit going on and pointing it out, but simultaneously explaining how people close to his heart are probably given what you said people close to his heart are the ones that like are bringing him back into it so you may think it's just like random people on the internet but no it's this weird situation where as you pointed out he has trust issues because it's like people in his world that could just turn on you because you're doing well and that's why well, he says it in the he says it in the chorus you was a fan before the hate i think that's so insane so it's like he's also kind of implying like y'all were fucking with me before yeah. others started hating me and now you guys hate me kind of like riding the bandwagon a bit that's fair but all i have to say it's like it's just one of those tracks where like you're left with that sense of damn eh but like in the album i guess what i'm saying is he like it links into explaining why it's so hard to get out of this lifestyle because all of this shit just kind of is there but again it's so close to home in a way that's not necessarily addressed and that had to do a lot with the song sequencing so i really appreciated that so i give it another 4.5 it's an interesting song and i feel like it keeps your attention this late in the project because it adds to like the overall story of who diggity is um with that let's move on to rambo i think this is dope still i think it has the same energy uh that we've kind of been getting with a lot of the music from this project is like this uh what i kind of interpreted though is that this is like an appreciation of his knives um and just how he kind of likes to use knives to 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 kill people blood on my rambo blood on my kitchen blood on my cutlass blood on my flick tank and I'm like, well, your kitchen knife, your Rambo knife, your cutlass knife. So I, I'm like this, this to me, I've, I've heard Diggity like make very various, um, you know, references to knives and how he uses things on other projects. So this is like another Diggity song for me. And I'm like, this is this is the knife song, essentially. Like, this is just the knife song to me. Um, I like when he's like uh i'm in america still strapped with a beretta beretta is a gun with a fuck a long gun with a knife at the end of it ain't leaving my knife that's the london in me and it's like yep this is this is kind of what i expect i'll take out your flesh try troubling me i got mm, want to know just touch him that's the gun with the fucking thing at the start at the end a beretta is just a gun company 
Oh, I thought a Beretta was the one with the the gun at the knife at the end. Ah, it's a bayonet. Mm. I may have messed up on that. My bad. But it's still the knife song, and I'm like, that's that's where I'm gonna I'm sticking with that. Also, um, the the whole Dubai thing. The went to Dubai and something got sliced. Had the whole of the UK causing a big scene. That actually happened. He was like, I was following up when this was happening he was off the grid and everything and and we were all like supporting him making sure he wasn't in trouble and shit so like yeah uh how did you support him i was just like prayers come home safe diggity make sure you get home don't don't like just make sure you get home and bring me this good music that's it that's that's what i did i did what most of the fucking population does is just we send prayers and wishes um Hot Boy was cool. I liked I like his flow on this. I like how they kind of do this back and forth on their verses. That was dope. But like it's just it's 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 a dope track. Like there wasn't really much more to it for me here. So I love this with a uh four on five. Yeah, I like this one. Um I feel like it's like the first auto tuny feel that we've gotten on the project. So it was kind of cool to get that wetness. A hot boy's voice, that different kind of vibe to bounce off of Diggity. I feel like again, late album, you're gonna bring it back one more time, come in with more of a turn up feel to this. Again, I picture like the live show for this. I picture it being more on that. It could be a single kind of feel with it. Overall, I like the flow. As far as the bars, I think the way he said Beretta was so interesting because I never heard anybody like Beretta. I can't pronounce it like he did, but it was different. I'd never heard it in that accent before. But otherwise, I think it's also cool that he kind of does attach the real-life incident that happened in Dubai where, I don't know, apparently something with a stabbing happened, but he got it got proved it was not him. So I didn't Beretta really... also makes knives. Oh, do they make knives? I'm Googling it right now, and you can buy a bunch of, like, switch blades okay. and flick blades and hunting knives and shit from Beretta. But I think the... But I know, like, a bayonet is... I mean, maybe. I don't know why. No, I fucked that up. I fucked that up. Because I like, was, like, pretty sure bayonet... that's the thing. Anyway. No, no, no. I'm Googling Beretta makes it, but knives like... is cool. I know that. But they make weapons, I suppose. Like, I don't know. I don't know my fucking weapons companies. It's not really my, like, thing. Um, but I do like the fact that he's able to tie his life into it. And the fact that his real life lore is interesting. It's just like the fact that like people talk about it as part of culture is, it's pretty interesting when people can do that. Cause I find a lot of people have to exaggerate and make up a bunch of shit and sell a bunch of fucking fantasies about what they wish their lives were almost like they're fake ass superheroes pretending like they're living some grandiose shit. Whereas like other people just live lives that allow them to just draw on personal history to create like really impactful things because like you can almost fact check the shit. Anyway, uh, Hot Boy's flow was great. I really enjoyed listening to him. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about his words, but like the way he rhymed and did his thing was nice. I really appreciated the way he balanced out the track and it did add like a new version of this song on this project so it didn't add to any redundant feelings of damn i've heard this before it's really cool because usually when they bring it back like this late in an album you're kind of like left with that and eh, feeling to it but in this case it was like nice this was like yeah let's get ready what comes next i don't know but why is the next one all right well, how do you feel about this one 
Uh, th- th- I'm like uber biased on this one uh, just because I really like AJ Tracy. Like I, I bump him within my rotation next to Diggity like throughout my days and shit. So both of them on the track together. I, I like what they've done on other songs too. So like I, I kind of know what to expect when they come together and it's just, it's always nice. It's always dope. Um, what I get from this song is kind of like, why are people two-faced and you want to fuck with us? This is what's going to happen. Why? Uh, like in the chorus, why, oh, why smile in my face, but them too bad mine. And it's like, y'all smile in my face, but y'all have that negative thoughts about me. Y'all don't really care. Y'all are really hating. Uh, come try, come try the corn fly high, like birds in the sky. Okay. Whatever. Uh, try reach my necklace. You'll regret this when you lose your mind. And that's like, you know, touch me and you'll get popped. So, um, I, I like it. Well, it, like the it, best line cool. in that chorus is we double park in central, watch shiny man. I'll pay that fine. Like to me, that's the best line. Like after all that, like, fuck it. We live a life where we can afford to just pay the $50 ticket. We don't worry about parking. That's fire. Absolutely. Um, I felt this is more poppier than anything, but Super I pop. always also felt that AJ Tracy is more pop than like drill UK rap. Like he like just a lot of his music is just more pop, even though he's got raps and bars, uh, which I thought is dope. Like I thought it was really nice. And 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 what really I, what really stood out to me was Diggity switched up his like grimy flow for more of like a poppy flow. And just the way he goes, it get that ticket, pay that fine. I move tickets on my line, kettle shine. Like it's just he flowed super nice with it. Um, you know, it's very straightforward. Kind of like again, it's very blunt. There's no like decrypting with this they they don't even have like any of the muting of the words they don't mute anything it's 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 it, it <laughs> this is what i expect from an aj tracy dig a d track like just from what i'm known to this is like yep this is their track this is good that like like it's dope um i like when aj tracy was like and my team's got the dreamcast like sega that was cool um but yeah, no, uh, you know, gifted. I can move shit like Matilda. I thought that was also a cool line too. But like, it's it's solid. Like, it's 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 always it's always solid. I'm gonna bump this. I gave this one a four point two. I liked it a lot because I feel like if you're looking at this like the evolution of his life, right? And so this project's kind of like if you look, it's like the past, and it kind of matches up a bit with the way he grows up on the cover. Like it kind of moves into like you're getting more honest shit. And then look where we're at now. I'm on some pop shit with AJ Tracy. Like we also in this lane too. Like don't get it twisted. And I think it's cool that he he did a few songs like this on the project in terms of showcasing that he's more than just, you know, a drill artist that can make that kind of style. And I don't know that he's done it before in the past. Like y'all, I said at the beginning, this is my first time ever knowing who a diggity even is. But this is really great calm flow super simple this whole song is airy like you could like my girlfriend would probably bump this one more than some of the other ones like it's it's a great addition it's almost like back in the day when they would like throw on that poppy or girl more oriented nice song and it just fits like those projects did and they would always throw them deep in it too right like real deep and i really think that's amazing because it really adds value to this project um it's absolutely like not one of my favorites as far as the energies go like i enjoy how well made it is 
but it's nice. It's like a nice song that I feel like my girlfriend would like more than me. So I'm giving it a 4.5 because while I might not subjectively be like as my favorite, objectively this shit's pretty like impressive as fuck. And it really caught me off guard when you hear it for the first time. Um, anyway, that leaves us with one more on this album to talk about. I know Genius says there's more, but we're not doing all the extended stuff. Uh, the last one on the album proper is called Let It Go. You see what I mean, though? Like, this shit just kind of ends, again, on that, like, more pop-oriented, grandiose feel. Like, now we really a musician. Like, it really has evolved into this is that music shit, and let me show you what it is. And, again, this just has that, like, album closer feel on it with the yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, all of that. And then, like, he still touches on the themes again, but he does it in this, like, more calm, almost like he's doing the don't do this version of it like he is kind of like sounding more like stormzy in them in a sense is what i feel like he's like okay fine you want it let me show you what the mature things and we're gonna calm down a bit and you gotta learn to let it go and it's like damn eh that's like okay because the fact that in the middle of his story he's talking about fuck all y'all in the statement you have to like think about it like that's just the phase that he's going through in this evolution of and i'm just like yo this album is so well put together because now you get to this part where he's got this career going on and then you think about it it's commenting on current events and being a relevant like modern album while also telling his story linearly at the same time and that shit's fire from like an album placement and sequencing point of view. That shit always gets me off. Otherwise, it's good. What I, yeah. What I thought was cool is like with, um, you know, I think you mentioned it earlier, like how they're setting up for his next album coming. It's like this kind of sets up his fans to be prepared for what, I guess, like we're going to get on the next project. More like studio vibes, more polished, more like, let's say, professional, official big grandiose and you're not just left with like the mixtape type of grind the mixtape type of sound and the grittiness and all this you get like this nice there's going to be back vocals on back vocals there's going to be extra singers there's going to be more of like theme like cinematic you know anthemic type feels and all these things that make an album what an album is and i think that that's actually really cool with like you were saying the growth and the journey of his of, of where we've gotten so yeah um, I don't have too much to say about like the lyrics. They're pretty cool. They're, they're kind of solidifying really just like, this is who I am. This is where I've been through. And like you said, it's more like the cleaner version of like, you can get out of this. You can do better. You can become, you know, like you can overcome your struggles and, and what you're, and what you've gone through. Just look at my experiences. And yeah, like as, as like a little bit of a cliffhanger, of, of an album i like it because i'm really excited for his next project if like we're gonna get more polished and i might miss a lot of the griminess i might miss a lot of the uh the, the edginess but i am excited to see like mm. what we're gonna get at that like next level for him and i think it, it does a really really great job um yeah the messaging is dope too like learn to let shit go you gotta let some of the past go and just keep moving forward you know it is what it is yeah, I get a track like a 4.5. Again, it's more of an objective than a subjective 4.5. Like, I can tell this is the right song for this place and nothing else would have made sense here. But, mm. you know, I kind of like the more high-energy shit in general. Um, I really enjoyed the project, too. Like, it really is cohesive. I feel like I just kind of summarized it a bit while describing what I liked in this song. But when you look at that cover, 
and you think about the order of the songs a bit, it is like this energy that grows in his life story to this point where he's mature enough to kind of embrace the role that like he's now taking on at this point while acknowledging where he's come from. And it's such an excellent project to introduce you to Digga D if you've never heard him before. Like, And considering he's building up to his first album, it's a really good strategic choice. The rollout for this is so interesting. Like, I'm really impressed. Like, I've become a fan of Mr. Digga D listening to this. And I'd say this is one of those niche classics. Like, it's hard to call it a big-time classic without multiple listens. But as far as, like, the Digga D universe goes, like, this shit's probably going to be, like, really cool. And one of those things that once he hits that next tier, a lot of people are going to have come in on this project kind of thing. Not to say the local. I'm talking, like, that next level that I really think he's going to achieve. Because, like, yo, this is some excellent fucking quality music. And that's what I got to say about that, you know? I gave that song a 4.1 on 5 just for what it is. Um, but I, I do agree. I think, like, I mean, I know, or at least I have some knowledge on what he sounds like and the music that we what we get. And when, like, like I said at the beginning, when you told me we're doing this project, I was fucking excited because I really do fuck with Diggity that way. Like, it, just the high energy and the storytelling and the realness city is just really, really great. This I would recommend to people if you're trying to get into it. Yeah, this might be a really good uh, introduction because it gives you your poppy vibes that you can kind of slowly. It gives you your your anthemic vibe at the end where you're like big, big fucking. This is what it is. The polishness and you get some of like what he's the nitty gritty down in the dirt in the mud type of. You know, gangster gum bars and shit. Mm. Whereas if you were to maybe go on like Made from the Pyrex, well, one that I uh, in 2021, it's like that's a lot of street shit. Uh, it's a lot of he does the different versatilities of the flows and the stuff and the this and the that, but that's a lot more of the street shit. And a lot of the stuff that I get from him is a lot more street. So this was really like a different side, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, overall, I gave like this project's a 4.3 on five to me. It's, it's, fucking great i really really enjoy it i think all the features did nicely i like the way he goes and he, and he really shows you that he's not like everyone else and he does it his way and he really stands out um you know at i like just rewatch the interview and listen to everything we said and you'll it's get what i'm saying it's a review ha. that the whole Amazing. thing i'm tired Anyway, I appreciate all y'all for watching this for real. What's your overall grade on the album? I said, I, was like, I don't know, 4.5. I, I just make shit up as oh. I go along, dude. Nobody gives a fuck oh, I thought about that was my grades. My bad. my bad. My grades are trash. Everybody knows that. Like, I get. How is everything I give over four on every album all the time? According to me, all music is good. Why would you trust my grades? All music is good. Y'all are here for my commentaries, my assumptions. <laughs> like, because. Um, Fuck, I, I gave up trying to grade shit, like, well mm. over a year ago. I'm like, fuck it, nobody cares. I'm not going to try. Um, Fair. But we just still go through it because it's the education. I love album sequencing. I love all of that sides of it. And I think, again, this is, like, well done on that. But, yo, thank you all for being here and watching this review with us and my little introduction to Diggity. 
let us know in the comments what you thought all the things we got wrong all your ideas all that good stuff remember we're not yankees we're canadians it's a little bit different um make sure to like comment subscribe future people people here that are with us live y'all are wonderful and i appreciate y'all that come through we do this sundays 12 p.m est even if we're really tired because we went to live events last night we still running it we'll be back next week with another one it's just how it's going to be uh, and you can catch that twitch.tv slash behind that suit where we actually play the music anyway if you want us to cover a particular album you can do that by ordering us to at patreon.com slash behind that suit and yeah thank you all again uh so live long and prosper everyone Bye. and yo before i start the raid which i will do shortly i just i had to share something with y'all because i don't know if y'all watch that penguins or whatever moist critical guy but i got into his content and he told me about a poop map so this is the san francisco poop map and these are actual poops that people have reported that existed in public so as we raid out i just wanted you to know that if you don't live in san francisco there could be that many public poops on your block.